With Hashem's loving grace, good evening. This is Laser Brody from the south of Israel with a special edition of Amuna News. Lately, I've had so much mail saying, with all that you talk about Amuna and what was the what's the, so great about what happened on October 7th on, on Simchat Torah when there was a tremendous massacre and Hashem let the enemies of Hashem runs everything. Why you let the enemies come in and, and all the massacre and everything? We say in the first principle of Amuna, that everything comes from Hashem. And who is that Hashem that everything comes from? In our book, The Three Words of Amuna, we explain that that's Hashem, everything comes from Him. And who is Hashem? That's our loving Father in heaven. So if it's our loving Father in heaven, everything does for the best. This is no exception. Everything that has gone on in the Simchat Torah war, what people think was that almost the near destruction of Israel was the near destruction of Israel. We'll soon see how. It was tremendous miracles, six tremendous miracles that people aren't aware of. And we all have to thank Hashem profusely, even though we don't have our hostages back yet. And the war is not yet over, but there's already six tremendous miracles that we have to thank Hashem for. We're going to run through them one by one. But to understand the miracles, we have to understand what Iran's one-day plan for the destruction of Israel was. Iran had a one-day plan. And what Israel is a tell miss that all year long, Iran has been training the Nukva, the special forces of Hamas, as well as the Hezbollah, the Radwan, Koach Radwan, that's the Radwan force. The Radwan force had a plan to take over the Galilee, just as the Hamas and their strike force uh, was the Nukva, they were supposed to take over the Negev. I'm sure exactly how that happened. And Iran planned with that using, they don't have atomic weapons yet, but they planned, they had a, a very strategic, well-planned, well-thought-out, practiced, maneuvered, uh, equipped everyone uh, to destroy Israel in one day. Let's see how this was, and we'll see that miracles. Okay, first of all, what was a plan? Iran's plan? This is a map of Israel. Now, the Koach Radwan, the Radwan force from Hezbollah, what they had planned to do was to come in to the north from Lebanon, and to come in and to cut off Israel right here at its narrow point, to capture these settlements in the Galil and the army that they they knew how to defeat. They figured they could defeat the army with massive missile support. And they capture, first of all, the Galilee and from Haifa all the way down the Galilee, all the way down to Haifa at this narrow point. Okay, then simultaneously, what was supposed to happen is that the Nukva from Gaza. Here's Gaza right here. This is Gaza right here, the Gaza Strip right here. Nukva from Gaza was supposed to come in with their strike force, as they did, and they crossed the border. They had, they had met 1,500 soldiers over the border, supposed to have much more. And to, at this narrow point, to make it between Ashkelon and Hebron, this narrow point in Israel, to cut this off here. Now here, this would affect cut off look they would they plan to capture the negev and in the negev you've got strategic air force bases you've got the nuclear reactor in demona but most of the israeli army is concentrated in the center the main bases are in the center and by the time they would there would be so much confusion because you'd have so many of these hamas forces in the negev killing people capturing the capturing villages and capturing armed bases and the redwan forces in the Galilee, capturing the Galilee, there would be mass confusion and overrun settlements. And very soon now, what the next plan was, they figured there's an expression in Arabic. 
that uh, when a camel falls, everybody sharpens their knife. <laughs> okay. So if the Bedouins in the Negev and the Arabs in Judea and Samaria, and even the Israeli Arabs in the Galil and in Ramla and in Lod, the Arabs all over the country, they see that their brothers are succeeding in the Galil and Negev, they would join in. This would be absolute chaos. Absolute chaos because then you have street-to-street -street fighting and the army, everybody would be fighting for their own existence. There would be no national coordinated strategy. So you see, this was Iran's plan. And then when Israel is falling, then they, they'd come in and, and finish things off. Come to finish off. And this is the one-day plan. But what happened? Hashem made miracles. Hashem sometimes uses our choices, even if our choices are bad, he uses it for the best. People have spoken about what the, the rave party, and it was on Shabbat and Simchat Torah. Hashem used that for the best also. Because what happened, Hamas was not supposed to attack. Hamas made a premature attack. When they saw these thousand young people on Kibbutz Reim, right across the border, they couldn't resist. They couldn't resist. The attack was supposed to come later in the afternoon, together coordinated right before evening, together coordinated with Hezbollah, and they jumped the gun. Hamas couldn't resist. So Hamas came over to Kibbutz Reim, which is right here, and they attacked the kibbutz and they made the tremendous massacre. And that will happen. Hamas, the Red One, they forgot their strategic mission. Their strategic mission was to cut off Beersheba, to come to the military bases, to get to Demona to capture uh, to, to capture the, the atomic reactor in Demona. They forgot all about that. When they saw the killing and this, they joined this with a spree. This, their prime ordal Arab uh, urges came in with, with the blood. They forgot everything that they were supposed to do. They captured a few bases on the Gaza border and because they were supposed to take over the whole Ogdat Aza, the whole Gaza, uh, the whole Gaza regiment as Radwan was supposed to take over Ugdat the Galil, that the entire, the entire Galil regiment, the guards of Galil, and beat this here and defeat this here, but they forgot what they were supposed to do. So we have miracle number one was the wave party. Hashem did that for the best. And this, it made Hamas jump the gun. They couldn't resist. It was like a hungry uh, wolf seeing this great big fat lamb and couldn't resist the lamb, forgot everything. And this thing, there's a thousand celebrating young people, unarmed, and they're, they're, they're singing and dancing. Hamas couldn't resist this. They forgot everything we're doing. That's what the massacre and the rave party at Kibbutz Reim, that happened to that. So that was actually reverse miracles, miracle number one, but it really could save the country. Miracle number two was that the Nukva and Hamas forgot their main mission. They got bogged down here in Kibbutz Reim, and with all the slaughtering and the massacre around the Grand Kibbutzim, they forgot where they were supposed to go. They were supposed to go to the, their, their original plans was to take over the Hatsarim Air Force Base, to take over the, 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 the nuclear reactor in Demona. These, these were the plans. All, they had all these plans and the Zarin Tells found that out. But uh, not everybody has put the dots together and see this whole picture. This is all Iran's plan and Iran's design. Now, the USA still denies that Iran is directly involved. They're trying to do diplomatic, but this is all, Iran's fingerprints is all over the map. So that miracle two was that Nukvan Hamas, they forgot their mission. Miracle number three, that was Hezbollah was confused. Hezbollah didn't understand what was happening. They thought that maybe Israel was making a trap. 
So they were supposed to attack later, a massive attack in the afternoon, simultaneously with Hamas. Hamas jumped the gun about eight hours early, and Hamas thought maybe with a threat. So what uh, all Hezbollah did from the Galia was throw a few rockets and this and do a test. They tested the waters, if, if the water's ready. So that it was a really minor confrontation in the Galil, and they didn't come into full-scale war. That was miracle number three. Miracles number four is that Israel's defenders we're talking about civilian defenders. We're talking about the police, the police in Shidilot. At the Valiant, it's like in, in America, remember the Alamo. It, it, it's like the Alamo 50 times over where the Israel civilians, the civilian guard, the, the civil defense and the kibbutzes and Moshav and, and Shderot and Ofakim. And they managed to hold off the Hamas, even though it was a massacre. They managed to hold them off for three hours until the army could regain its composure and begin to regroup and come in. And that was the three critical hours that the army needed. And that's what the civil defenders gave the army. That's miracle number four. Miracle number five is that Israel's Arabs and the Shomron and what they call the West Bank, we don't call it the West Bank, we call it Judea and Samaria, because it's a part of the land of Israel, but that the Arabs of Judea and Samaria that are armed to the hilt, in Janine, in Shechem, in Tulkarm, that they didn't join in the war. And then part of that miracle is that the Arabs within Israel, in the Galilee, and in Ramla, and in Lod, and in Jaffa, and all the Arab towns, with the, the Arabs, they have all these illegal weapons. And, you know, we're the goody, we're the goody goodies. We apply for license, but uh, for licenses, they have so much illegal weapons, the police is fighting that all the time. So that's miracle number five, that Israel's Arabs fa failed to join the fight. And miracle number six is after a year of intramural hate, of a bickering between brothers and the, and the government, and not worrying about the security country and worrying about this the judicial reform. Yes, judicial reform. No. And the country was at one each other next, religious against non-religious, right against left, that because of this massacre, it brought our country into a ferocious unity that we're all in one. And there's no more dis no more uh, fighting, no more infighting in Israel. No, everybody is one hand. So if you ask me what's going to happen now, say, what, what's now? Uh, what I would say, we don't know when the ground incursion is going to be, but I would strongly suggest uh, Mr. Nasrallah and Mr. Khomeini in Beirut and in Tehran. Okay, be careful, Tehranis, because uh, we know who started this. We know who planned the Ayatollah's thought they, they know them they know the 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 Megillavester. and Megillavester says this is exactly what they want to do it's written in the, what Haman wanted to do to destroy us in one day that's what they wanted to do but Hashem what we say in the Haggadah Pesach that every generation they come to destroy us but Hashem ruins their plans so we have to thank Hashem for these miracles. These miracles are not our strategy and not our military might. It's all our beloved Father in heaven. And that's why everything for the war is the best, even though we have these terrible wounds. Sometimes to cure someone, you have to do a difficult operation and take a scalpel and cut their live flesh. This is what happened to us, but we know it's all for the best. And Hashem is certainly going to cure us. He's going to rid of us of our enemies. And he's going to bring Mashiach Tzidkenu very, very soon. Be ready. And we'll see the full redemption of our people Israel and the ingathering of the exiles come home 
now to come home. You can see what's happening in Europe, Cuba, and America. Come home. Don't think, despite what you think is happening here, it's safer here than it is in Europe and it is in America. So come home to the land of Israel. Be part of Mashiach and the rebuilding of a whole temple speedily in our days. Amen. Let's hear good news from one another. God bless.